Hello, and welcome to Things I Think Are True. Um, it's been a while since my last episode, but I feel like uh, pushing myself to put these out on a certain schedule sort of goes against the whole ethos of the podcast. So, um, yeah, this is a podcast about things that I've learned in my life that have made it an easier life to live that I hope to pass on to other people who need them. Um, and also sort of remind myself of them too, because it's still easy to forget. If you would like transcriptions for previous episodes, and hopefully this one, you can find those at ttat.home.blog. That's t-i-t-a-t dot home dot blog. Uh, stands for things I think are true. Thank you to Malik for transcribing my first episode. So this is an episode about making decisions. A common trait I've noticed in anxious and or, you know, traumatized people is indecisiveness. Even, you know, trying to make really simple decisions like, you know, where you want to eat can be really overwhelming and you know, even come to a point where you just shut down because you can't figure out how to make the decision. And so, like, making big decisions can be almost impossible because you start kind of overthinking things. You, what if this and that, you know, try and think of every single possible thing that can go wrong, which, you know, tends to backfire a little bit. I don't think I really made any, like, big decisions for myself until I was, like, 21 or 22 and finally living on my own away from my parents. You know, you would think that moving away was a big decision, but at the time it was kind of the only option I had, and also I knew it would make my parents happy. Just like every other decision I felt I'd made before that, there was a fancy high school I tried to get into when I was a teenager that you know, I only applied for and felt I wanted to get in because I knew it would make my mom happy. You know, I picked my major when I went to university out of sheer practicality. You know, it wasn't something that I felt like I particularly wanted to do, even though I definitely justified it as that at the time. It was just like, you know, I'm in school, I'm racking up debt, and I need to have a major that will make me money. So that was how that quote-unquote decision got made. I didn't really have any idea of the feeling of like wanting to do something and that's still something that I'm trying to eke out today like being able to actually listen to myself and let myself feel excited instead of you know trying to do what I feel is most practical or you know safest you know like when I was in school I had no idea what I wanted to get out of my life uh, partially because, you know, I thought I was too lazy to do anything hard, and, you know, you can see my previous episode for debunking of that idea, and, you know, partially because I knew that if I did anything my mom didn't like or didn't approve of, that she would berate me for it and, you know, not support me. The very first big decision I tried to make for myself is uh, when I went to university, I was having a really rough time. I was, you know, miserable. I just didn't think I could do it anymore, and so I wanted to drop out. And, you know, I realized that wasn't the right decision. I am glad that I finished school, but, you know, I think that I, my reasons for wanting to do that were still plenty justified, and I don't think that my mom's reaction to that idea was good or helped at all. 
you know, rather than talking to me about why I felt I wanted to drop out or, you know, trying to figure out how, you know, she could support me and how she could help me continue through school, she just called me childish for being upset and, um, you know, was mad that I was crying about stuff and basically just kept insisting that she knew what was best for me and that I should just listen to her instead of actually explaining why she thought I should stay in school or any ways that would make it easier or even acknowledging that I was having any issues. Um, you know, throughout talking to her, I came out feeling really lost and helpless and even like I didn't know what was best for myself and I didn't see a way for anything to get better. And also, you know, like I wasn't able to do anything, you know, hard, which is sort of like those are a lot of things that would make university really difficult so it's sort of you know everything my mom tried to tell me was just making it harder and harder to stay in school so i i really highly doubt she was actually thinking about what would actually help in this situation i'm pretty sure her thought process was just that she was worried and she was so anxious and scared of me having a hard time, and she was anxious about not having control over me, and so she just sort of panicked in her own way, and that came out as her exerting her control and trying to make me stop having feelings and um, trying to force me into, you know, what she wanted me to do. And, you know, in a way, she did. Like I said, I still don't agree with her reasoning as it was, but, you know, it showed me that I couldn't trust her, so I just stayed in school so I could get away from her. <laughs> but, um, like, the point is, like, she didn't, she didn't, you know, support me in my decision or even support me in changing that decision. Uh, she just made me feel like I was not capable of making it. And this is where the root of all of that indecision comes from, I think. When you feel like you're not capable of making a decision for yourself, it's incredibly difficult to do it. So, you know, if you grew up around people that would mock you for making what they deemed the wrong choice, or, you know, they would say, I told you so, if, if you did anything that they you know, warned you about or even didn't warn you about, even if you just tried to do anything different and, you know, something went wrong, even if it was really small, they would make a huge deal out of it. Being around people who, you know, straight up would say to your face that you don't know what's best for you and that you can't make any decisions for yourself because, you know, they'd say that you're stupid or childish or lazy or something like that and that they, they know better than you, so you should listen to them. Uh, so, like, when you're around people like this, among other things, uh, you know, among other catastrophic self-esteem issues that comes from being around shitty people like this, uh, you start to think that if you make the wrong decision, then you're a failure, and that you're a moral failure, and that something is wrong with you as a person. Uh, you start to feel like taking risks is stupid, and that, you know, if you take a risk, something bad is always going to happen, and that when it does happen, it's going to be catastrophic and absolutely ruinous, and there's not going to be anything you can do about it. And uh, these people give you the impression that they're not going to respect you if you if you end up making a wrong decision. Although, you know, spoilers, they don't respect you anyways, because people who respect you respect you even when you do something they think may have been wrong. So throughout all this, you become obsessed with trying to make the right decision, or the decision that uh, you feel is right, even though... <laughs> 
this feeling of rightness comes from the people who were trying to control your decision making, and so you become obsessed with trying to make the right decision in their eyes, and even if you don't always hear it, their voice is sort of in the back of your head trying to force you into doing this or that, and often trying to force you into indecision to not actually doing anything for yourself and to looking around for someone else to help you. But there is no person on earth who actually always knows what the right thing to do is. You know, like, I'm glad that I finished school, but, you know, there are all these stories around about entrepreneurs who were, you know, college dropouts. That's not to say, like, if you drop out of college, you'll become a, a billionaire or whatever. It's just saying that, like, at that time, I had no idea what the right decision is. My mom had no idea what the right decision is. You know, I am comfortable where I am in my life right now, but it is entirely possible that I could have dropped out and still made a great life for myself. Like, no one can tell the future. <laughs> you know, if, if everyone knew what the right thing to do was all the time, and had the capability and the resources to make those right decisions, like, no one would do anything wrong. And, like, I, I think you can probably agree with me that people make wrong decisions or decisions that don't turn out well all the time, and, you know, that's not because people are, you know, stupid. It's just because it's really hard to tell sometimes what the right thing to do is, and sometimes you don't have the resources to make the right decision, and sometimes it's best to make a slightly worse decision just to push forward. And so the people who made fun of you for being wrong and making the wrong decisions, uh, they didn't actually know what was best for you because nobody does. Uh, they just wanted you to do what they wanted. They wanted to be in control of you because, you know, very anxious people try and seize control wherever they can get it, and sometimes that is people who uh, rely on them, and they try and control those people because um, it's the only source of stability they have, which is still wrong, you know, there's a reason for doing it, but it's still horrible and neglectful and abusive to be controlling of someone who can't get away from you. You know, I, I know my mom only wanted what was best for me. You know, I know she wanted me to have a good life and to not live the life that she had, but she was trying to push me into what she thought the right decision was in the worst and most risk-averse way possible. Like I said, like, she had no idea of knowing what the right thing to do was. She just decided that, you know, I shouldn't do the scary thing and I should do the normal thing uh, because that, you know, it was the thing that caused the least anxiety for her, even if it was causing tons of anxiety for me. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to relieve these people's anxieties. You don't have to take on these people's anxieties. You can, at some point, uh, decouple yourselves from these people and and make your own decisions because the truth about decision making is that no one knows what the fuck they're doing which <laughs> is is pretty scary in a way especially when you're still stuck in this mindset of um, looking to someone else to help you make decisions and not feeling capable because if they don't know what they're doing then you're sort of stuck in this space where you you desperately need reassurance from someone and guidance from someone but once you realize that the person you're looking to for guidance 
doesn't, you know, have any expertise really, then you feel really lost because what are you supposed to do? But um, putting it another way, since no one knows what they're doing, that means that you are just as capable as everybody else around you, you know, on average. I'm sure, you know, there are some people that have expertise in certain things, you know, doctors are probably more versed in medical stuff than you are, but, you know, on average, uh, you are just as capable making decisions for yourself as anyone else. And uh, you're definitely much more capable than people who seek to control other people because they're anxious about their future and are risk averse and can't stand doing anything that may turn out badly. You are much, much more capable of making decisions than those people. Because what you can learn is that things will go wrong and it's okay when things go wrong even like sometimes when things go wrong it, it can even be good like sometimes you don't get what you thought you wanted out of something but it's even better than you could have expected you know like even when things do go badly like it's probably something that you can handle especially if you have a decent you know support network around you like the chances of your decision being absolutely catastrophic are very very low and you know chances are that you are capable of dealing with anything that goes wrong. This was sort of one of the few things in life that sort of came to me as an epiphany in the middle of the day. I was just walking down the sidewalk thinking about, you know, a, a medical procedure that I'd been considering for years and years, but, you know, I was, I was worried about it. I couldn't make myself make that decision and go, you know, talk to a doctor about it because I was worried I might change my mind or it might not be what I was expecting or, you know, that it was the wrong decision somehow, but, like, I had the sudden realization that I don't have to care. You know, I don't have to care about being wrong because it's my body and it's my decision. And if something went wrong, then that's okay. And I would be able to handle it. Like I would be able to live with something going wrong because there is no one else around me who could make me feel bad for that. I can accept that I am a capable person and forgive myself for doing something that didn't come out like I expected and I can just say well okay well that happened and all right this is where we are and you know once I learned that it, it was kind of exciting because like once you become confident in your ability to do things wrong <laughs> uh, making big decisions can actually be really fun because you can stop worrying about you know what's gonna go wrong and start thinking about you know what might go right or even if if you have to worry worry about you can be able to talk to your worries and say okay I see you but I know that I know that I can do this and this to make that better and I know that there are things that I can't see that I still have the resources to make better so even if this goes wrong I'll be all right and you know I I still worry a lot you know to a terrible extent uh, sometimes but I'm starting to think of big changes as like exciting and like an opportunity for change and an opportunity to be happier and I realize now that there are things in my life that that I don't really like that much and that make me sad and make me stressed out and that I can make big changes and I can make big decisions and I can you know work to make those better because like, worrying about something is so much more 
anxiety inducing than actually dealing with it once it goes wrong. Because <laughs> like if you're sitting there before you make a decision, you can think up an infinite number of things that might go wrong and you can spend all this energy thinking about those and worrying about those and trying to figure those out and sort of stepping back and back away from this big scary thing. But the truth is like once you actually go and you make the decision, even if things go wrong, it will be such a tiny, tiny subset of all of these things that you are worrying about that it's actually such a huge relief. Like after making a decision and, and running into an obstacle and meeting it face to face, it's like it's almost not scary. Like, like you're just there and you look at it and you go, oh, okay, yeah, I know what to do with this. And then you, you fix it and you just move on and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's... It's the most amazing feeling to finally, you know, actually, actually do something wrong and, and realize that it's no big deal. And so like, like something I keep telling myself when, when feeling anxious about trying to make big decisions for myself is that I am not obligated to worry about it, which, you know, like, obviously I'm not going to walk up to anyone and say, oh, you know, just stop being anxious, you know, just stop worrying. You know, I know that's not how it works. And, you know, I know that that anxiety will keep cropping up, but I do know that there is a subtle part of my brain that keeps thinking that if I, if I stop worrying, then I'm being irresponsible. Like, if I don't keep worrying about it, like, if I don't map out every single different thing that could go wrong, then, like, when something does go wrong, then it's my fault, and I'm a failure, and I've done something terrible. But, like, that's, that's not true. It's not a moral wrong. It's you know, not even a failure sometimes. It's just like, oh, there was a hiccup and something went wrong that I didn't foresee, but that's okay because I'm here now and, and I can fix it. <laughs> you know, I, I just keep thinking about going on vacations with my family and they would always be so, you know, stickler about like, what did you pack? You need to make a list. You need to make sure you bring this and this and this. Like you need extra clothes in case this happens. You need to make sure to bring this. And like, you know, it's just so stressful, like trying to go anywhere because, you know, it just felt like nothing at all could possibly go wrong. And if something did go wrong, then it, it was going to be terrible and everything. But like, if I want to go on a trip, I can totally just throw a bunch of shit in my bag and go somewhere and like if I get there and realize that you know I forgot to pack pants then like there's probably somewhere there that I can buy pants from it's 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 no big deal and just the energy that you spend worrying about it is almost always way way more than the energy you would spend just confronting that issue and fixing it so you know, you're allowed to be spontaneous if you want to be. You don't have to sit and worry about everything if you don't want to. And you will never ever worry yourself into finally making a big decision. You will never worry for so long that you finally stop and say, well, okay, that's it, you know. <laughs> I've officially worried about everything that can go wrong so I can finally step up and just do it. You know, that's that's not how it works. You, you just have to learn to... I guess to use a shitty self-help trope, just stop worrying and live your life. <laughs> like, y you can trust yourself. You, you are capable of doing this. And if you truly, truly believe that there's a chance that something will go wrong that you're not capable of fixing, then you are capable of finding someone else that can help you fix it. <laughs> so just <laughs> trust yourself and look at whatever voice in your brain that's telling you that you're a huge failure if you make a quote-unquote stupid decision 
you know, just look at them and say, well, maybe I want to be stupid sometimes, you know? Like, it, it honestly, it doesn't have to feel bad. So, I guess, closing statement, I believe that I'm capable of making decisions for myself. And I believe that you are too. Try to keep that in mind when you're, you know, trying to figure out what to have for dinner tonight. <laughs> So, just little closing podcast things. Uh, I finally set everything up, so this podcast should be available on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify now. Um, please subscribe and or review if the spirit moves you. I'm not that attached to it, but I appreciate all feedback. Our home now is at anchor.fm. Uh, you can find a link in the show notes to support this podcast if you want to. I'm going to be honest, I'm not really that pressed for cash right now, but... If you feel like that's what you want to do, I'm definitely not going to stop you. Um, if you have questions, comments, or would like me to discuss a certain topic on a future episode, uh, you can go ahead and email me at uh, titatcast at gmail.com. That's things I think are true, cast at gmail.com. T-I-T-A-T-Cast. Um, these episodes are pretty fun for me to do, so hopefully I'll have another one up, you know, eventually. <laughs> um, thank you again to Malik for helping me transcribe my first episode, and um, see you soon-ish. Thank you for listening. <laughs>